Nation post game. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you. Ready to try, try to figure this all out. You know, Gord, we had talked about how heading into this game, we've tried to keep somewhat even keel. And, and I, I have faith in you that you're going to be able to continue to do it tonight. I'm losing my patience. I'm losing my ability to keep it even keel after another Leafs loss tonight. Well, I think a lot of people losing their patience. I, I will keep uh, an even keel. Like I said, the, the, the destination is 82 games. And uh, how they get there, if it's a bit different, the, the to me, the litmus test will be games 83 onwards. Uh, the debacle in Pittsburgh, I don't know if you call tonight a statement night. At least it wasn't a debacle. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's funny, really, because up to the San Jose game, as we mentioned, the first four games were, quote, good enough, in our opinion. And then just, uh, I, thought, I thought Jim, Ralph, and Joe Bowen really articulated it well at the end. Just, to, you know, first of all, shoot the bloody puck. Okay, shoot the puck. Shoot the puck. This is, sounds like we're, tw- we're coaching 12-year-olds or watching 12-year-olds. Shoot the puck. Especially when you're, you're struggling a bit, shoot the puck. Don't overhandle the puck. I mean, that's the one thing I would do. But then also just talking about, wow, these great storylines, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, a lot of people think uh, they've fallen from grace. They get off to a, a great start on the road. They're the tired team Friday. They win. Pittsburgh, all those injuries, great story them. Carolina, the David Ayer story again and all that. Freddie Anderson, okay, great. And then Wednesday, that's going to be an ugly game for Toronto or Chicago, whoever loses that game. And, you know, how many years ago was it? The just a, It was the what, third game of the season, and Austin Matthews and Kane. Patrick Kane went mano to mano and just put on a show. I mean, it'd still be great if they do it on Wednesday, but now you got a, you, you got a team really in trouble in Chicago and a Toronto Maple Leaf team that, um, what the hell's going on? Like, I mean... Just anyway, well, I, I, before I start blathering more, because I go back to the power play, <laughs> which I still think is indicative of like, if you start getting that start, right now, never mind scoring power play goals, which would be nice. Start getting some chances, which goes to shoot the bloody puck. Okay. Get it off your stick. If Jeez. it's on there and you're in the offensive zone, look, this unit, we all know when they're at their best, when they're at their absolute best, that thing is getting snapped around and Austin Matthews is going bar down and it's looking great. Yeah, we we remember it. It's been a long, long time since we've seen it, but we remember what it can look like. It doesn't look like that right now. Get some ugly goals. Get some jam goals. Again, not lost on me that the only unit that ever seems to get anything going right now, not that I think it will always be this way, but right now is the second unit where it is much less of a perfect tic-tac-toe play and a lot more of Jason Spets has the puck on his stick. I'm going to fire this thing at the net. And Nick Ritchie's going to fall on it or he's going to bat it in. And one of those two things happened tonight. And unfortunately, it wasn't the goal. But I like the process you at least get from the second unit. You know, Jim and Joe also talked about just the speed with which they play with in terms of, you know, skating and moving, but the speed in which they make decisions. You know, I don't want to pick on one guy here, but a guy like Rasmus Sandin, you and I are at the game on Friday night and we're talking about how, you know, he has this poise. He has the ability to make good decisions quickly. That wasn't happening for him tonight. That wasn't happening for pretty much anybody tonight. And that's the thing. It's the kind of paralysis by analysis that concerns me the most about this team right now is because they still are talented. They still are all the things we thought heading into the year, but they just don't look like themselves right now. And it's, again, I keep coming back to the fact that it seems to me like it's clearly wearing on them. Well, yeah, well, losing wears on people. And and now, you know, Matt Martin was uh, a guy, the right kind of guy in many ways to be on the fourth line, something he needed. And uh, it didn't work out for him here because there was too much speed. He couldn't keep up to the fourth line. 
Like they, like honestly, like you remember, like the fourth line, right. the four, everyone had too much speed. That's how the Leafs came at you, and that's the that that's toughness. Like toughness is trying to chase Patrick Kane around. Toughness is trying to chase Matthews Marner around. That that can be a different kind of toughness, and that's the game the Maple Leafs want to play. Well, to your point, you're not you're not seeing that speed right now. Now tonight. Austin Matthews got the first goal early. That was great to see. He seemed to sell. He likes to sell. He, uh, he seemed to sell a little more than usual, which is great. Mitch Marner played a better game. Mitch Marner, you know, got took a stick to the teeth. Uh, it looks like he cracked a tooth, maybe even lost a tooth as well. So, you know, he played a better game. I mean, we're kind of doing remedial stuff on uh, guys that were number four and number five in the NHL last year in, in overall scoring. That's that's the frustrating part is I agree with you. Did Marner look a little better tonight than he has in the past couple games? Absolutely. But he still looked like, you know, 60% of what you hope Mitch Marner can be when he's at his best. Even Austin Matthews, you know, he scored the goal. Great. It's 200th of his career. He went for, he, he stopped his mini three-game slide. But... You know, when Austin Matthews has been at his best, yes, it's the goal scoring, but it's also him hunting pucks. It's being stronger. It's being really active on the back check. And I didn't notice that as much as I've seen it from him. Again, I don't want to make this about any one player because I'd go the opposite way. I'd try to find one player to single out that you like the game tonight. That that's, that's again, the biggest frustration for me. You know, the goat horns have been on Mitch Marner and he's deserved the criticism. Absolutely. But it's not just him. The whole team isn't really playing. Well, one goal. Like we just said, you're not going to win many games scoring one goal. So it's 4-1 Carolina. Let's just say 3-1 because the fourth goal is an empty empty netter. So shots on goal, 36-25 in favor of Carolina. So they had, a, they had a decent margin in that. How many scoring chances were against Freddie Anderson? Not a lot. Like, I, like, like Jack Campbell early in the game made some big saves. He was ordinary in the second period, but early in the game, holding that one nothing lead, yep. there were some definite scoring chances against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, no, I don't. I don't know how many were against Freddie. Uh, there, I'm, I'm sure there were one or two or three. Well, somewhere I mean, like along yeah, the, the way, cur- okay. So there was the Kerfoot one on the on the good pass by Marner there that yeah. led to the led to the shortened power play. There was a couple of good Richie chances, and Matthews had the two wraparounds. And Nylander, I guess, had a post. So did Tavares. Four. So we're sitting here, five, six decent scoring chances for a team that again should be generating that many a period when they're going at their best. Yeah, absolutely. And the you know the Carolina. When, when you're playing real well like Carolina are as well, it, it just does seem like a matter of time. So you mm-hmm. get down one nothing, you outplay the Leafs the rest of the first period, and you're still down one nothing. but you kind of know what's going to happen, so you keep at it. And they and they just, you know, play that consistent style, just like we saw the Pittsburgh Penguins with five players, not five, some of them really prominent players not in the lineup, but play a good team-oriented style. I don't, you know, and the mixing and matching and, and I, I I'm not going to knock Sheldon Keith for doing it it's just you can't keep track of it anymore no. like you cannot you cannot keep track I, I'm I'm okay with Marner sticking with Tavares they had that uh, great season a few years mm-hmm. ago and you know, maybe you can get John Tavares going like John Tavares isn't going either you know and uh um so I like I'm I'm okay with that we kind of we, we kind of kiddingly mentioned there's once or twice where Austin Matthews seemed a little bit frustrated about a pass not coming just in, and that'll you know, that'll work out with your new line mates. But when, like, you, you, the team wasn't struggling till Friday. So, again, it's not like seven. I mean, the Chicago Blackhawks have not had a lead for one second, okay? They've not led one second. And the disparity in goals against and goals for is, is unbelievable there. And plus you got Jeremy Culleton, the coach, getting the crap boot out of him. Like, I mean, what a thing to take over from Coach Q. Quite <laughs> It's been yeah, unfortunate. It's so, uh, uh, so that, that one's a real ugly situation uh, on Wednesday. And, again, you know, I, I I try to give this perspective that you asked me to give, and Thank I you. and I and I still uh, will give it. But I, I'm just really perplexed by 
you know, where we like, we know in Toronto, we're really good sports fans. Okay. We, you know, and everyone's got an own opinion and their, their opinions, good, bad, and different, whatever. They're as good as anybody else's, but we know the Raptors are in a rebuild. Mm-hmm. We know the Toronto Blue Jays are kind of exciting on the cusp of things, almost made the playoffs. Can they keep Robbie Bray? Can, you know, what can they, you know, just, so we, we believe they're on the, on the verge of becoming a playoff team, hopefully for a number of years. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, what the, you know, like, what are they? That's, that's, that's why it's kind of there. Like just, uh, it's just a team that constantly disappoints at the most critical time of the season. And you've just flat had enough of it. And this year, the regular season where, probably a chance to get everyone back, get fans in the seats, do all that, play that exciting hockey, play like you did for the 56-game regular season last year, and they haven't been able to do it the first seven games. And that would also help rid of people's just the bitter, bitter, bitter taste of Montreal, okay? Yep. Oh, Losing yeah. aids Montreal those final three games. And uh, and then we can kind of get going again. But right now, malaise, malaise is the word, and... <laughs> Malaise seems to be the last three games on the bench of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, and I think what the most frustrating thing for me out there is, and I think this is where the kind of divide is in the fan base. I, th- I think there are people who truly don't believe in this core anymore. And that's not me. I can't shake them. I can't shake my belief in this core group. I genuinely believe that they are, they have more than enough talent to get it done. I believe in the pieces that have been put around them. And then when you see the start to the season like this, and is Carolina a good team? And is Carolina made teams better than the Leafs look like that at times? Absolutely. And if it was just tonight's game, we were talking about, it would be one game and you'd throw it in the garbage, but it's just coming off the back of what happened in Pittsburgh on Saturday night. And it's just, it, everything we said in the pregame about needing a statement, needing to come out strong, amplify it by 10,000 times for what you need on Wednesday night in Chicago now. So another discussion, Brent, is about the leadership group because that that's mm-hmm. that's an intangible. It's very much a tangible. The Boston Bruins have been a great example and role model for the Leafs about that. Tampa Bay Lightning, we saw them grow and meld together with, with the leadership group, Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman, and others. So a couple of years ago, you had you gave the young guys the A's. You did. And, you know, rightly so. I mean, those are the guys. It's kind of what the New York Rangers have done, given a bunch of guys the A's. Didn't name a captain. And then I'm um, trying to get my order right here. So then John Tavares, after a year, he became the captain. But then last year, I'm talking last year, you went after a ton of veterans. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of to provide leadership. All the guys, kind of, again, I have to mention all the guys who, and God love Jason Spetson and Joe Thornton, who had not won. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and so, but, but, so then I'm saying, well, what was the void in leadership? Now, again, that lead, that, that void was uh, or that young leadership was the one that submarine Babcock and yep. and uh, were uh, you know and how much is the coach at fault versus the players whatever but that was ends up being a dysfunctional regular season when you thought we we as the Leafs were out of the woods of dysfunctional mm-hmm. regular seasons for a little while anyway so now you bring those veteran guys in and then those three games when you really need leadership you don't you don't get any of it so now they're gone again so we're back to the original leaders with John Tavares as captain and. You know, uh, I mean, what's that group made of? You know, it's one thing. It's one thing to wear that A, but it's uh, it's important that you know you you show a certain kind of leadership. You show a certain kind of standards, a certain commitment to hard work and all that. And again, the Boston Bruins to me have always been that excellent, excellent with Patrice Bergeron and you know you know all the guys about mm-hmm. about the way I thought it. I thought it was going to flow for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but I just haven't seen it. 
Yeah, and I, I'm I of course agree with you there, and I think the thing, and it all comes down to what you what you believe about this core, what you believe about those players. I think there are a lot of people. Again, I don't count myself a one among them who think that they have just been coddled to death, and because of that, they lack the killer instinct that they talked about. I think killer instinct is something you have once you prove you have it. And I don't think it's because, you know, now the Marner contract, it is what it is. I don't need to sit here and tell everybody every day that I think it's a mill or two much. We've, we've talked about that ad nauseum, but it just, it seems to me like that is the biggest divide in terms of what people feel when they look at this team. They either think that the group was handed too much too soon and has been coddled and that's why they can't be those leaders or you, you feel that they still have it to, they, they can still find it and show it within them and I think that's the biggest kind of question about this group is have they have they been coddled too much by the way they had 25 shots tonight Nick Ritchie had five good he, for he him played 11 minutes five seconds so you know you wouldn't notice him making the input uh I like the money's the money and and all those players are quality players so uh, you know obviously you would like more room to work with so you could keep a Zach Hyman and you know whatever whatever else you may want to do um the coddling part I don't know if coddling is the word but to me the last couple of years it has seemed like after the playoffs. Now, again, it's not like they want it. You want them to be publicly the old-fashioned tarred and feathered mm-hmm. and put on display. But it's just the kind of thing like the parents that always pick up after their kids that, you know, the kid goes, <laughs> hey, I just dented the car. Oh, hey, here, take you take my car, and I'll, uh, I'll take yours and get it fixed. You know, I mean, like, you, you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly and what you're talking about. Like, I'm just getting the sense the last two summers, like, there's just been a lot of, you know what, just, okay, no big deal. We'll move on. And I, I thought... When Brendan Shanahan, and, and and he's been consistent with that because he's gone through it, and he eventually won in Detroit. But when he brought it up, and Steve Simmons, I think, was the guy that interjected, just said, Brendan, Detroit won playoff series. I know they didn't win the Cup. I know they had bitter, bitter playoff disappointments for a number of years, but they would win a series along the way. And Tor- Toronto just flat out has not won one series. So, uh, I, I again whether it's coddled, whatever it may be. Like, in trying to create a great environment for the modern-day athlete, which all organizations aspire to do in different ways because you want to maximize taking away any kind of distractions and, you know, whatever, focus on winning. But I, I do wonder at some points because it just seems like they just, you know, you wiped your hands. And not that you should have to repent every time you're on a media show and talk about what happened, but it just, oh, well, we're just moving looking ahead to next year. Are you? We're not. Okay, excuse me. We're not. What the hell, you know, just, you, you, you could just throw a line about just like, wow. And I, I can, you remember chatting with Yvonne Cornwyer when I was doing the book with Damian Cox about the 67 Leaf team. I'm going way back, but. Uh, I was there. I remember all of yeah, it. Yeah, but, but what, he, what he said was uh, it taught him never to lose again. And he was never with a Montreal Canadian team that lost a final again. Okay, and they didn't lose till. I think the Calgary Flames in the late 1980s, but just that kind of line about, yeah, it, it taught, it taught us, I don't ever want to lose again. And that's, you know, just kind of what you want to hear a little bit of, of instead of, I know I'm, I know I'm going on because I'm sort of free throwing. No, I like it. I think as, we all need to hear it. As, as, as you get going, because I've, I've seen a lot in my life and I've, <laughs> I kept saying this game seven was the worst loss ever. Okay. For the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, and part of why it is, is because we have this malaise. We don't have, you know, saying, do you remember grade four when that, like, we don't remember anything that happened in that series because we're just so pissed, right? And, and you know, other series, you remember game seven, how Boston played and other moments. And anyway, thank you for the therapy. 
Oh, th- I, I think thank you as well. Uh, there's that, my, there's that's, my health card. Hold okay, on. that's good. I, okay. I don't take OHIP, though, so you're going to have to get off the, the other part of the wallet. Uh, that's Gord Stellick. I'm Brent Gunning. Keep listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Nation post game, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. Oh, the panic out there is real. It's setting in. I see it on the text line, 590, 590. Please include your name and location. Want to hear from you guys a little later on as well. Going to be joined by Luke Fox at some point tonight. But let's hear from some of the principals involved in tonight's action. The guy who scored the goal, the 200th of his NHL career. Here is Leaf Center, Austin Matthews. Austin, you guys have a I just think little, uh, just little things like um, little breakdowns we had, and then they, um, you know, they capitalized on them. Um, I mean, I think the effort that we had compared to the other night in Pittsburgh was, you know, a lot better, but obviously not the result that we wanted. You said earlier today it's not the end of the world; you're shutting out all the noise. But what do you do next? Like, how do you regroup from this one? I mean, we put this one behind us and we move on to uh, to Chicago. Obviously, we got. Plenty that you can take away from this. This is, uh, you know, playing a really, really good team tonight. Um, you know, offense is hard to come by with the way that they play. And, um, you know, like I said, I think, you know, obviously not the result we wanted, but I think there's things that we can take um, from a competitive standpoint that we can, um, you know, move forward with positively. But um, obviously losing sucks, uh, especially when you, you know, lose a couple in a row. It's not a great feeling, but uh, I think for us, you know, we just want to continue to uh, clean up some aspects of our game and, and put our heads down and just keep working. What's the biggest challenge that the Hurricanes provide when it comes to generating offense? Against I think they just, uh, they pressure uh, kind of the puck everywhere. Um, they don't really sit back. They uh, are constantly moving, uh, putting pressure, whether it's the D, uh, D zone, neutral zone, offensive zone. Um, you know, they play really well. Uh, it's just a five-man unit, um, and like I said, they just they pressure the puck all over the place. So it's um, you know a lot uh, much tighter out there than I think it, it typically is. Um, but you know you got to kind of tip your hat to them. They played really well tonight. What did you think of your first look with uh, Nylander and Brunson? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I think we would like to have a little bit more Ozo time. Um, I think it was just a little too. Uh, like sporadic, like we'd have a couple good shifts and then um, just kind of nothing happened for a little bit. And then we get a couple good shifts in the ozone. Um, so I think we'd like to be a little bit more consistent in that, uh, that uh, space. But um, like I said earlier today, like I'm really familiar with, uh, with Willie and, and Bunce. Uh, he's a really good player. He works hard. He's easy to play with. Um, you know, he gets in those dirty areas and makes plays. So um, I think the more that, uh, you know, we play together, we'll continue to build more and more chemistry. I know you'd rather have a win than a goal, but like first year, feel good to get that and maybe some fun against Yeah, it feels good. Um, I, you know, like you said, I'd rather uh, taking the win uh, for sure, but um, you know, hopefully that's a positive step for me moving forward. So what's your sense of the power play right now? I just think we're a little bit out of sorts. Um, I think we definitely just need to simplify and shoot some more pucks. Like we're not shooting enough pucks. We just got to get it, um, find a lane and, and get sticks on it and just have guys converging down. I think right now we're just kind of, um, even in our five on five play, just kind of looking a little bit too much for like the pretty play instead of just keeping it a little bit more simple and, and just shooting some pucks and then getting those ugly goals. And then we do that kind of opens up more space for you to kind of create those scene plays and those nice tic-tac-toes. But 
I think um, you know, in both our power plan five on five, I think simplifying it will uh, will help a lot. There is Leafs forward Austin Matthews. He had the alone goal in the four one loss to the Hurricanes tonight. You know. Gord, it almost sounds like he's grading the team on the same remedial curve we have been. The effort wasn't good, but it was better than it was in Pittsburgh. That's the words coming out of Matthew's mouth there. Obviously, he said he, he would have liked some more offensive zone time. You know, uh, maybe that's something you go out and get yourself as opposed to just sitting back and, and hoping it happens. Obviously, he played on a new line with with Nylander and, and Bunting tonight. You know, we can talk about that that line combination or what we just heard from Matthews. You know, what what do you think there? He said, shoot the puck more. Mm. He said, shoot the puck more. He's listening. And, that, and that's exactly like simplified. I, I like that. And then, you know, he threw the line in that there's something, you know, we need to take from these games. Well, you didn't take anything from San Jose. You didn't take anything from Pittsburgh, but that's what you're supposed to say. And um, yeah, so I know he's not the captain, but just uh, well, you're not going to throw people under the bus. And, you know, uh, so he's, uh, uh, I, I, I thought I liked it better than Friday when he just said it would good be. I, I understand what he meant. When he said it'll just be good to get away to the United States, um, I get that. They hadn't been there since pre-COVID, but, you know, it made it sound like, yeah, get out of town. Well, look what's out of town. Like, Friday night's crowd was great uh, in uh, at home against the San Jose Sharks. But, uh, yeah, shoot the puck more. Like, you just, like anything in life, like just... Simple it down a little bit when you're when you're stressed out when oh I thought you were going to say right. like anything in life shoot the puck more you're you're trying to get your plates renewed no one's listening to you have a stick have some pucks just start firing at the attendants that's what I thought you were getting what your license plates yeah my license plates renewed uh, yeah well just well just go get a sticker you know, okay. you got to stay in line that's when you got to show some patience exactly. mm. you got to try to find when the line's light too and all that you can you you can do it you can some, do it some patience in life uh, would do me well and and here's the thing following this team uh, you can learn patience uh, from from time to time uh, Brent and Gord Stellick here with you. I'm going to be joined by Luke Fox in just a second. Get, get his thoughts on, on tonight's game. You mentioned how strong the crowd was Friday night. I'm really curious to see what the crowd's going to be like on Saturday night when they're back home. We'll be down there. They're at home against the Red Wings. That's a team that's been off to you know a weird start. They're going to be without their, their, their lead dog in Tyler Bertuzzi because of COVID compliance and the border. Uh, that crowd could be very different on, on Friday night if they don't walk out of Chicago with a win on Wednesday. Well, that crowd will be a lot of Detroit fans. They just yeah, always sure. are. Yep. There's just a lot of original six fans of the other five teams and geography-wise. And yeah, I, I anyway, I just uh, we'll see what happens Wednesday because that's going to be an ugly loss for one of the two teams. And then Saturday, I mean, you still, if you're a Leaf fan, you go to a game. It's it's a fun event, and you and you hope you hope that it's a you know a fun kind of game to enjoy. You don't go there prepared to be pissed or prepared to be booing. They really haven't. They really haven't booed them all. At all this year, but you know, if they did lose to Chicago, you're 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 tempting fate. Yes, you are. Let's see what Luke Fox thinks about all that. Of course, you can read him on Sportsnet. See him on Sportsnet. He works for Sportsnet. He's our buddy, Luke Fox, joining us now. Luke, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Oh, always love getting your thoughts. You know, what did you what did you make of tonight? We just heard from Austin Matthews. He says the effort was better than it was on Saturday. I mean, tying your skates and going out on the ice would would be at least matching what you got on Saturday night. So hard not to improve on it. Well, what did you make of the Leafs game tonight? Well, yeah, I mean, the bar was pretty low to hurdle over, right? Um, but yeah, they scored first, which is um, something they had only done once prior to tonight. So that was a good start, but. I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to the Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, this is this is a real team. Um, you know, Sheldon Keefe just referred to them as a Stanley Cup contender, and they act like it, right? They they play fast. They come at you. They go to the net when they have when they have the puck. They they create a lot of really great A chances. Like 
you know, Jack Campbell takes another loss, but I don't think he's to fault for it at all. Um, I think the, the Hurricanes carried the play. And when they got down by a goal, they didn't buckle, right? They responded. Um, and, and that's something that the Leafs need to do. You know, the, they give up a goal, and one goal becomes three by the, by the end of the period. Uh, you know, uh, the, 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 there's something off with this team. They're, they're missing passes. Um, they're falling down occasionally. They're, they're out of sync. And Austin Matthews alluded to it too, like chemistry takes time. And, you know, maybe we took for granted just the, the fact that they had Hyman um, with this group all, all five years with this core. So uh, you take him out and you try Nick Ritchie. He doesn't work. Michael Bunting looks a lot better up there. But um, it, it takes time to, to build in that chemistry. And, and this team is searching for it. So you, you compound uh, some new faces on the wings uh, with uh, a lack of confidence and, um, you, know, you know, guys gripping their sticks a little bit. And it's going to take some time, I think, to get this back on the rails. The good news is Chicago is, is a, probably, a, well, they are a bigger mess than Toronto is. So they should be able to, to get in the W column on Wednesday. Well, again, certainly, I mean, Carolina is a real nice team. You're 100% right. And also Pittsburgh, you gotta got to give them credit for what they did on Saturday with so many injuries. But so two things. The one Austin Matthews did mention, and I'm glad he did. Like, you know, you're there. Seriously, how many scoring chances were on Freddie Anderson? Like, Austin just said, shoot the puck. Like, you're just saying more and more, shoot the puck. And especially on the power play. Luke, the power play. Every time it goes on, they don't even get chances. And it's deflating. And this is go- this goes back to last year. Yeah, and, and Sheldon always talks about how the power play, uh, it doesn't always need to score to give you a boost. Like if, if you are have it in their end and you're buzzing around and you're getting good chances, sometimes that gives you some energy to carry on to the five-on-five play. But I, I think deflating is a good word, Gord, especially with the first unit. Like if you're not generating much um, with all that, that star power and, and your core on the ice, um, it, it is a bit deflating. Like right now, the, the second power play unit is probably getting better chances than the first. Um, and, you know, it's only been together since Austin came back, the, the new formation. But, uh, you know, it's a little bit disheartening. Um, again, though, you know, Carolina is, is one of the, the better penalty killing, one of the better defensive teams in the league. I mean, all you have to do is, is look at Freddie Anderson's numbers. And, um, you know, goaltenders tend to have nice save percentages when they're playing behind a team that is so committed to defense. You know, they don't cheat for their chances. They're patient. They'll wait and, and counterattack. Um, the Leafs have, have been guilty a little bit of kind of cheating for their chances, trying to make the pretty play here. You, you mentioned that the second unit's been better. It's just generated more, and I completely agree with you. And this is going to run counterintuitive to everything I've been banging my hand on the table saying they should have done because I've been begging for them to load the top unit up. But is it time to say, no, not right now. We're going to go to two split units because I think part of what the second unit has going for them is that they don't care if it's pretty. They don't care if it's perfect. It's a shot on goal and it's Nick Ritchie banging around in the slot. And yeah, it hasn't produced much, but it looks a lot better. And it's at least giving you something as opposed to what the top unit is. Like, what do you think of the idea of kind of blending those units just for a different look, a different feel, something? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it certainly is a possibility. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. But I think one of the things that last season, when the power play was in a spiral, it felt like they couldn't decide on what to do, and they kept changing lots of different things, and nothing worked. I think they should, they should give this a little bit more run. I mean, they need to get these guys going, right? Like, uh, it, it's it, 
tiny silver lining that Austin Matthews got his first of the season tonight, but Tavares only has one, you know, Mitch doesn't have one yet. I mean, you know, we can talk a lot about the, the fringes of the lineup or we, we can talk about dissect the power play or the penalty kill, but you know, the, the whole identity of this team is to have those four guys putting the puck in the net. Um, so they have to dig themselves out of it. And I, I think sticking with them for a little bit while longer, and maybe it's drilling into their heads, like just stop trying to be too pretty, get more pucks on the net, create some chaos, bang in a couple ugly ones. I mean, that, that sometimes gets the spark going. It, it, it's not always the pretty play that gets it going. Yeah, that, that's well. That's well said, and I think I think even they know that in in their heart of hearts. But God, those pretty goals are are so appealing. I think they'd take any of them though at, at this point in time. Luke, thanks so much for jumping on with us. Appreciate it, man. All right, have a great night, guys. There he goes, Luke Fox. You can read him on Sportsnet.ca. You can see him on Sportsnet as well. Gord Stellick, Brent Gunning here with you. You know, we just heard from Luke. We've given both of our takes. We've heard from Austin Matthews. Now let's hear from another forward on that newly remade top line tonight. Not William Nylander, but let's hear from Scarborough native Michael Bunting. Sir, what are your thoughts on the game? Uh, the effort tonight maybe better than, than against Pittsburgh? Yeah, I thought, um, you know, the effort was there. Uh, we had the lead in, in the game, and uh, you just kind of just got to build off the positives right now for us as a team. Um, we have a great group of guys in there, and we believe in ourselves, and, and we can get out of this rut right now. What's been the biggest issue for the last couple of uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think we just, you know, got to compete. Um, um, and yeah, if we just got to believe, we got to believe in one another and, and, um, everyone loves each other in this room. It's such a close hockey team. Um, and if, if any team would to do it, to get out of this, uh, this rut we're in, it's, it's us. So, um, we all believe, we all believe that in that room and, um, we're looking forward to the next game. Uh, you know what? It's, you just got to come together as a team. You got to trust the person beside you, trust your teammates, trust, trust everybody that they're going to keep bringing it and keep bringing it every single night. And, uh, you know, tomorrow we'll have a good practice and, and look forward to Chicago on, uh, on the next game. Austin said today that you two are becoming friends and you've got a mutual friend in Arizona. Yeah. Was, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about your chemistry tonight on the ice? Yeah, I mean, Austin, I've been uh, spending some time off the ice together and, you know, we've built a friendship since I've, I've come here. So, um, obviously it's fun hanging out with him, but it's, it's more fun to play with him on the ice and, uh, you know, he's an exceptional player and, um, you know, I thought tonight we, we played pretty good and, um, we just got to get familiar with one another and, you know, he, he's fun to be out there with, and I just try to create as much space as I can for him and, and give him the pucks. So, um, I, I just got to keep building on that and keep moving forward. You know, the, the Mark of Toronto, of course, so well, when, when things aren't going well, how would you describe the challenge of tuning out the noise? Yeah, I, I don't look at any of my social media. I don't look at any of that. I just try to, you know, stay present, stay stay uh, day by day and stay with the team and, and uh, yeah, just hang out with, with the guys. I, yeah, I, I try to stay away from all, all the outside noise because, you know, it's all a matter of uh, us believing one, one another and it, it starts in our room, not out there. So. What's your sense of the confidence level in the group? I think I think we're confident. I think we're confident to 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 get out of this. I I think we all believe it. And you know, the talks after the, after these losses, everyone's pretty positive, and we all believe in one another that we're a good enough team to do this. So, um, you know, it's it's good that we're kind of going through this adversity quick, and we can move on and and put put it behind us. And what kind of things are set up? Just uh, that we you know we love each other in this room, and um, 
and we believe in one another and, and we, we just talk and, and uh, it's all positive. So that's how, how we keep it going. There is Michael Bunting following a 4-1 Leafs loss in Carolina. Austin Matthews with a lone goal. Michael Bunting setting it up, but not that that's much of a silver lining to him. That's Gord Stellick. I'm Brent Gunning. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Gunning Gord Stellick here with you for Leafs Nation postgame. Let's hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe and get his thoughts on the 4-1 loss to the Hurricanes. Well, I, I thought our guys competed at a much higher level here today. Um, unfortunately, it's still not high enough. You know, you're playing against the Carolina Hurricanes. I think they set the standard uh, really in the league in that regard. Um, so despite the fact that we competed at a higher level today, that was required in, in the game, still not to the level necessary uh, to be able to compete with a team like that. But I, I like the fight of our team. I thought we were in it. Obviously, we scored first. Uh, I thought we, you know, we played, um, we, we stuck with our game, uh, even though it was difficult. I mean, that's, that's the hardest game we've played in this season by a wide margin. In terms of the pressure, uh, in terms of how difficult it is, in terms of the you know a little time time you have with the puck, it's a different type of game that we've played this season. But I thought our guys were in the fight all the way through it. We just uh, you know we made mistakes that resulted in us you know get, getting scored on. They didn't make those mistakes. I, I thought that, you know at times we we gave too easy access to our net. You know guys getting behind our defense, and uh, we didn't get the same level of access to their net. What happened to, to Mitch? It looked like he got high sticked again. Didn't, didn't get a call, but was he hurt? Did he lose a shoot or something? He, he got a, it was a, it was a follow through of a shot or pass or something like that. And he took a stick and yeah, he's got some pretty good damage to his teeth there. Yeah. What was your sense of the, the forward lines? Did you see the kind of shift in chemistry? I mean, this is a tough one, tough game to really analyze that, frankly, just because of how difficult Carolina made it. Uh, I, I thought there was times for sure. I thought uh, Tavares and, and Mitch, especially those guys, uh, I thought moved around pretty well. And you know, they got some pucks off the wall. Otherwise, a lot of the game was was spent on the boards here tonight. Um, not a whole lot of access to the middle of the ice. So tough to really assess that as a difficult game. But I, I thought the lines competed. Each line, I thought, competed. Again, just uh, – just shows that we've we've got another level that we need to get to. And uh, like I said, I thought we were we were a lot uh, a lot better in a lot of areas tonight than we have been, uh, you know, the last couple of games. But uh, still, you know, not to the level necessary to be able to compete with a team like that the way we need to. What's your sense of the confidence in the group right now? I, I think. I mean, I can only speak for myself right now. I guess, and, and, and my you know my confidence you know, gets a boost in the group today for myself, frankly, just because of, again, I don't know if it shows up, you know, from where you guys are watching it from, but from ice level, like that game's played at a much higher pace. We got a real sense of, you know, what a Stanley cup contending team looks and feels like. Um, and our guys had to deal with that all the way through. So I think we leave here a better team. And I think, you know, despite the score and, you know, it's three, one, uh, I think there's a lot of good things that our team did here today both in what our team did, but also in the lessons we'll take away from here that, you know, I believe will make us a better team moving ahead. You never want to go through a tough 
tough stretch ever, but when you go through it this early, do you get a chance early on the season to learn something about your team and go through early adversity? Yeah, I, be I believe so. I think that's what I'm, I'm getting at here uh, today, especially. Uh, it's one thing, you know, uh, the games that we've played to this point, but playing on the road here in Carolina is it's a different animal. Um, something that you know, our team hasn't, uh, you know, hasn't, I don't think has really felt that, you know, uh, in quite a while. Um, so it requires a lot more from you and, and it's eye open. We've talked about raising the standard as a team all the way through. And, and I thought through our camp, we've done a number of things, but hasn't really been put to the test like it was here today. And we've, we've, we certainly failed in Pittsburgh in that area. Uh, and today is a good example of why we need to raise a standard. So we need to get there. But again, I thought the spirit of the team was good. The energy on the bench was good. And, you know, that's a difficult game. I mean, that's the type of game and type of team that, you know, it can get really out of hand on you if you if you don't stay in the fight. And I thought we did, you know, but we, we have to find ways to win more, win, win more battles, get more loose pucks, you know, to give us access to the net, play, play quicker. And, uh, you know, probably most importantly, just protect our net better, not let them, you know, get in behind us the way they did in that second period. Last couple of games, there's been a few penalties your guys have taken in the offensive zone. Is that how much of a point of conversation has that been? Hasn't really been a point of conversation. Uh, you know, I, I didn't like the one, especially that, you know, that Pierre took here tonight. Um, you know, we've had a couple of those where we're a step behind and we kind of reach in with our stick or hand and, and get caught. That we don't want to see. We want to check with our legs and with our stick on the ice and on the puck. But yeah, I mean, I don't think we had too many of those here today. I thought our penalty killing was was good today. Uh, you know, gave us a chance. The, you know, Carolina's penalty killing was was outstanding as well. Um, you know, but certainly we don't want to be taking those penalties. Your power play, uh, the second unit seems to generate a lot of chances. The first unit's still struggling. What's going on there? Well, again, I think you got to credit Carolina here tonight. It's a tough game to assess the power play. And, and those those players, the quality players we have, they got to find a way, you know, to get through that. But, you know, they're, they're pressured Carolina. Their top penalty killers playing against our top guys. They got the better of us here tonight. You know, the second unit maybe doesn't face the same level of competition. But those guys have gone out and done a good job. And, you know, they were close tonight. Austin was saying, you know, simplifying could help with the power play and five on five. And this morning he was talking about playing in five man groups. Uh, do you feel like maybe guys are overthinking things a bit now? And I think that's a natural tendency, you know, when you're you're struggling to score like we have, and now the results aren't there for you. And that's what my challenge here as a coach, you know, is to is to not overthink things, not overcomplicate it. Uh, you know, on the power play, we do want to direct more than that. We do want to shoot it. I think at the same time, you know, Carolina didn't didn't allow us to get into those positions a whole lot tonight, especially for that first unit. And again, that's the level that we need to get to to be able to execute through that. Uh, it's clearly not not good enough, not where we need to be. Uh, we'll continue to to look, take a, this lesson here today, uh, get a practice day tomorrow and get out into Chicago to finish this trip. And obviously we need to finish it off on a positive. There's Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. Uh, to me, Gord, I'll be honest. Like when I hear that stuff coming from a coach that we've seen in the Amazon documentary is not the kindergarten teacher. Most people think this is a guy who wants to drill down. He wants things perfect. And the fact that he is even sitting there kind of searching for silver linings, it does tell me a little something about the way that group is feeling. And quite frankly, they should kind of feel that way, given the way they played the past handful of games. Yeah, you know, there's an element just baby steps that you're not, you know, overnight. There's obviously something rotten, okay? 
And uh, one thing you mentioned was, yeah, this Canadian division last year, Leafs were the top team in the Canadian division in regular season, and uh, there was no Carolina there. Like Carolina's, Carolina's a great team. They are. So three years ago, how did Carolina become a great team? And the Leafs now are looking at Carolina as a great team. You know, that's uh, so uh, again, Sheldon Keefe's not expected to answer that tonight, but that's the reality right now. And that's what is, you know, puzzling. And that's why earlier, you know, good on Michael Bunting. I like hearing the story, but he talked, it's not outside noise. Outside noise is the most passionate fa- fan base that pay the top dollar and have historically in Toronto for the beloved Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's not noise. They're just puzzled and pissed about what happened and can't figure all that out, just like Sheldon Keefe articulates. How did all of a sudden are the Carolina Hurricanes a gold standard for a Toronto? And that is the reality. And that is the reality right now. You're kind of saying, so is what happened in the playoffs going to trickle into the regular season? You know, it again, I keep saying it's an 82-game marathon. Let's see how it plays out. I don't mind hiccups along the way as long as it makes for a better number game 83 on, but... Um, you, you, you also can't have, if you want to call it the rod or the slump or the, you know, all these things backfiring. So anyway, we shall see Wednesday will be huge. Wednesday now will be huge against Chicago. Yeah. Wednesday, the, the, the mini road trip finishes up on the road in the United center, or at least that's what I still think it's called uh, in, in Chicago. That team is reeling even more so than the Leafs. I know it does not out there. If you're listening to this, I, I know it does not feel like a team could be reeling worse. Trust me. The Blackhawks are in a much worse spot right now, and that's why you have to, have to, have to take advantage of, of the Blackhawks on Wednesday night. We'll be back with a post-game wrap-up show then. Then we'll be down in the building for hopefully a triumphant return home after a win in Chicago. That's Gord Stellick. I'm Brent Gunning. Thanks so much to the guys behind the glass, Sam McKee, Josh Santos, helping us out. Most importantly, thank you for listening. This has been Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network.